Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials. Oh, it's going to be a good day. I can feel it already. It is Friday the 15th day of January. The weather's okay until the rain starts later. We'll hear from Craig Allen all about that. This is the WCBS Morning News Roundup. I'm Wayne Cabot. The very dull routine of riding a bus, a commuter bus, turned into a rescue right out of a movie in the midnight darkness on a bridge over the Cross Bronx Expressway. Something went wrong. The bus could not stop. The ghastly result is there for all to see right now. Sean Adams is there live. Sean, good morning. What happened? This was a miracle. Those are the words of FDNY Battalion Chief Bill Bonacera. Uh, he says that uh, everybody survived this. It, it, it truly is amazing. Eight injured, one seriously hurt. Uh, this was when a tandem bus, half of the tandem bus, plunged off an overpass here in the Bronx about 11 o'clock last night. First thing they did is they uh, stabilized the, the bus that was still on University Avenue. Certain crews made it down to the Cross Bronx. They assisted in uh, removal of the uh, victims. Now, it appears this bus, this tandem bus, missed the turn from University Avenue to the Washington Bridge. So the front half broke through the guardrail and then did a nosedive down uh, to the road surface below, about 30, 40 feet. That is the ramp from the Cross Bronx, westbound Cross Bronx, uh, to the Major Deegan. There were no cars below when uh, this bus did a face plant. Uh, the bus right now is still perpendicular to the road. The back half is still up on University Avenue. The middle section, that accordion section, it ripped open and it's hanging there by a thread. The bus driver, I'm told, although he was seriously hurt, he was able to evacuate the passengers, Wayne. Sean, how in the heck are they going to get this bus in a secure position the way it's dangling there? Very carefully. I mean, and this is why uh, the FDNY is so good at what it does. So they've brought in large tow trucks. They have them up top, and uh, they're in place. Uh, they brought in a tower ladder uh, th that was down below on the ramp, and th there, was, uh, there was a firefighter up in a bucket. They were securing cables to all different sections uh, of the bus, the front and the back. What they're going to do is they're going to get another large tow tra truck down below. They're going to lift from the top. They're going to lift from the bottom. They're going to basically drag that front section back up on the University Avenue once they do that mission accomplished. It's amazing what they can do in these uh, very hair-raising situations. Thank you, Sean. Let's hear about the vaccine rollout, which seems to be getting worse, not better, sorry to say. Marla Diamond is live on that. Uh, Marla, tell us about the latest confusion when people try to get their shots. 
Uh, well, Wayne, it was here at the Brooklyn Army Terminal, one of the city's 24-7 vaccination sites. It's quiet this morning, but that was not the case last night when people flocked here due to a social media hoax saying that they were handing out vaccine indiscriminately to anyone who showed up. They had extra vaccine on hand. It just wasn't true. Uh, that brought out Ed Kelly from Sunset Park. He tells CBS2 he could not make a reservation online. I've been checking to try to get in this site for a couple of days, and I never even see this site. I know it exists. I click on it, and then there's never an appointment. And uh, some who showed up had pre-existing conditions. They are eligible for the vaccine. Some were wheeled here in wheelchairs by relatives. They were turned away. This man, who is on oxygen, showed up to Manhattan's pop-up site, but was also turned away. People will die because of this failure. Wayne? Marla, uh, it's amazing. We're seeing some people who got the appointments and thought they were about to get their shots now being told they're, they're, they're being canceled. Where's that happening? Right. That is happening at Mount Sinai. They have had to cancel appointments because they simply ran out of vaccine. Long Islanders expecting to get, to get the vaccine at Stony Brook University. They had made appointments. They got an email with the confirmation. And then a second email that said that they had logged on to an inactive link that was shared without authorization. Now, this is happening at major hospitals and vaccine hubs for a very simple reason. Demand is far outweighing supply. In New York, 7 million are eligible now for the vaccine, but the state only gets 300,000 vaccines a week. What a mishmash. Thank you, Marla. It's the morning news roundup. Market futures lower this morning. Joe Connolly's here now. And leaving New York, Joe, is not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, Wayne. We all know the hassles of New York, and I think it's safe to say we miss the energy of the city in working with our colleagues, too. The Wall Street Journal surveyed three people who've moved out. One says he won't come back, at least until his son is grown. One wants to come back already, and the third probably will come back. A tour guide for 27 years and her husband moved to Tallahassee to be with her mother for a while. Christina Ray Stanton says they moved to an area a little bit like New York. It had businesses and restaurants. But she says all people talk about in Tallahassee is their cars. She and her husband want to come back. The one who won't come back soon bought a horse farm down in southern New Jersey and will work from there for a while, but says he still listens to New York radio. And city restaurant owner John Doherty, with three kids, is renting a much larger place just across the Hudson in west New York with views of the city. And he says he has not gone any farther west into New Jersey than he does when he walks his dog. Doherty says he's still commuting into the city often and says, I can't wait to move back to Manhattan. Hey, Joe, we probably should talk here about what's happening with, uh, speaking of money and, and the economy, the major economic rescue that's now in the works for when President-elect Joe Biden takes office, a big cash infusion for we the people and also for the larger economy. And here's what we know. He announced a lot of it last night. It's a $1.9 trillion rescue. And there would be direct payments to most Americans of $1,400. And you add that with the money received earlier, and that comes to $2,000 that they've been promising. They would increase the federal per week unemployment benefit to 400 bucks, and that would go right through September. They will increase the federal minimum wage to $15 now, or of course, assuming this all clears Congress, and it would appear that it would. Extend the eviction and foreclosure moratoriums until the end of September. 
A lot of money for state and local governments, $350 billion, $170 billion for schools, $50 billion for COVID testing. And that's just the first of two big spending initiatives that President Biden, when he becomes president, will seek in the first few months of its presidency. After that, they'll talk about long-term goals of creating jobs, reforming infrastructure, combating climate change, and advancing racial equity and equality. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Morning on Friday, there are a couple of major storylines, two of them. That's a couple out of the nation's capital right now, the inauguration and the impeachment trial. Here's what we know. Law enforcement is so worried about violence that they've locked down and fenced in and beefed up the Capitol as if they expect a war to break out. Law enforcement is hearing buzz that clearly has them concerned. And secondly, we still don't know when House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will send the article of impeachment to the Senate. On Capitol Hill, CBS's Deborah Alfaron runs down what she's seeing and hearing about both, starting with the possible plots on America by Americans. Following the deadly attack on the U.S. Capitol, the FBI is warning of more potential violence in the coming days. We are seeing an extensive amount uh, of concerning online chatter. As a precaution, President-elect Joe Biden, known to travel on Amtrak between Delaware and Washington for decades as a senator, has scrapped plans to take the train to his inauguration. About 21,000 troops will be stationed in D.C. for Wednesday's event. Vice President Mike Pence thanked those already in place. We're going to swear in a new president, a new vice president. We're going to move our nation forward, okay? Inside the Capitol, lawmakers must work out the details of President Trump's trial following his impeachment by the House. The Senate says it won't start on Inauguration Day. At least 17 Republicans would have to join all 50 Democrats for a conviction. I believe this president violated his oath of office, and I believe there must be consequences to that. I don't think that it rises to an impeachable offense. More than 100 rioters have been arrested, and officials have identified twice as many suspects. Deborah Alfarone, CBS News, Washington. Hey, the Jets have found their new head coach, Robert Sala. Brad Heller is here. Good morning, Brad. Why is everybody so high on this 41-year-old? Good morning, Wayne. Let's start with Salah's former boss, 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan. I don't know what's wrong with people if they don't hire him. I mean, he's as good as he can get, knows more about football, all three phases. Um, and he's going to hire the best staff. He knows about players. He knows who knows what they're talking about, who doesn't know what they're talking about. Sal, the Niners defensive coordinator the last four seasons. They had a million injuries this season and still finished with a top five defense in terms of yards allowed. Sal had interviews with six of the seven teams that had openings. He was the first one the Jets talked to in person, and they realized if they waited much longer, another team might steal him. Joe Judge talked about changing the culture in year one with the Giants. Robert Salas, the head coach the Jets believe, can do the same thing for them, just as Urban Meyer will try and change the culture in Jacksonville, his first NFL job of any kind. Brad, NHL, opening night last night for the locals. And uh, sorry, Rangers fans, but the Islanders were just playing better. Yeah, four minutes in, Wayne. It was already 2 nothing. The Islanders blanked the Rangers 4 nothing in an empty Madison Square Garden. A couple of goals for Anders Lee. Those two teams will play again tomorrow at MSG. The Devils lost to the Bruins in a shootout at Prudential Center 3-2. to They will play again tomorrow afternoon. And that James Harden deal is now official, so Harden's expected to make his Nets debut tomorrow against the Magic. 
Thank you, Brad. Sponsored by Dell. Dell tech advisors are focused on you, ready to offer you tailored solutions. Powered by Intel V Pro Platform to keep your small business ready. Call 877-ASK-DELL. It is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading when you can listen back at your time anytime. Three things to know. A New York City sanitation worker is being investigated from what happened last Wednesday. They think he's the man in Capitol riot videos wearing a blue QAnon hoodie waving a Trump flag. The Post identifies him as 43-year-old Dominic Madden. Unclear if he broke any law, but he's been kicked off Facebook and remains in his city job for now. The mayor has said he would fire any employee at that rally. Two, the guy with the zip ties, a retired Air Force officer, was part of the mob that stormed the Capitol. And prosecutors say he carried those plastic zip tie handcuffs because he wanted to take hostages. They said he wanted to kidnap, restrain, and maybe execute members of the U.S. government. Now, the prosecutor said this man, Lieutenant Colonel Larry Rendell Brock, should be detained. But the judge said no and just sent him home, home confinement. Third thing to know, January 15th, 2009, 12 years ago, U.S. Airways Captain Chesley Sully Sullenberger ditched his Airbus 320 in the Hudson River after a flock of birds disabled both the plane's engines right after takeoff from New York. Who can forget that? Passenger Jeff Coldajay described the aftermath. I just kept saying, relax, relax. Women and children first. And then it just started filling with water quick. So people were jumping out of the plane into the boats. To hear the calm with which Captain Sully handled this. Always amazing. Captain 1529, turn right 280. You can land runway right. 1 at Teterboro. We can't do it. Okay, which runway would you like at Teterboro? We're going to be Hudson. All 155 aboard survived the miracle on the Hudson. We know speeding is a top cause of crashes and deaths. And short of that, very expensive tickets. But data from insurance companies can now pinpoint in what zones and at what speeds drivers are most likely to be stopped for speeding. Nicole Beck is a licensed insurance agent and is with Zebra, the insurance comparison marketplace. Nicole, good morning. Good morning. So what is the most common danger zone for speeders? So if you're driving in a zone that is marked at 35 to 40 miles an hour or at 55 to 60 miles per hour, you're most likely to get caught speeding. That's where the traffic cops are looking the most. How fast do you have to be going in that zone to get pulled over? You can be going one mile over the speed limit technically, but usually in those zones, our research has found that speeders are usually going only about five to 10 miles an hour over the speed limit when they get pulled over. Interesting. So uh, under 60 miles an hour is when you got to really be careful. Uh, How successful are drivers in getting out of tickets once they're pulled over? Unfortunately, they're really not that successful. Um, Only 29% of people even try to talk their way out of a ticket, but of those, only one third succeeded. And does it matter how nice you are or what your gender is or anything else? No. Our research has found that men are more likely to try to talk their way out of a ticket, but men are also more likely to be pulled over. So um, don't rely on that strategy to get you out of a ticket. It probably won't work, no matter who you are. I was looking at the data you guys put out, and uh, you, you are worth the plug because you went through the work. Zebra, tell us about Zebra. So the Zebra or the Zebra.com is um, an insurance comparison website. So you can think of it like a kayak for car insurance or home insurance. Um, We're not biased. We don't have any skin in the game. And we're just a complimentary resource where you can find the best insurance for you. So a lot of people know that 
if you get caught speeding or any other violation, your insurance rates are going to go up. And that may be a good time to kind of shop around and see if there's a, a company that's maybe a little bit better for you or a little bit less expensive, maybe more forgiving of those speeding tickets. Well, that leads into this question. How long does it take for insurance companies to stop factoring these speeding tickets into what they charge? Generally three years, which a lot of people don't realize. So you have to pay the speeding ticket. You have to pay the increase to your insurance, and that increase sticks for three years. So if you speed, you're going to pay a little bit more. If you then get a DUI or something more serious, you're going to pay more. It all really all adds up because it's a clue to the insurance companies that you're a risky driver, and they're going to charge you more accordingly. Nicole Beck from Zebra. Nicole, thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. I told you it'd be a challenging ride this morning. It's Friday. At least the weekend's coming. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup, a daily download of the news you need to start your day. On air, on radio.com, and delivered to your phone and computer for on-demand listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.